0: All Saints Day can be one of the highest church moments in the church calendar. It's one of those times we set aside to be really intentional about the liturgy and the focus and the way that we honor God through worship and honor the saints that have gone before us. John Wesley is the founder of Methodism, 1700s, and this was one of the most important days to him. He just celebrated All Saints Day it just seemed to carry together the whole gospel message. Understanding that we live this gracious life, this blessing of life, in between. In between when Christ had come to reveal the nature and character of God in the redemptive love, till the time when we will be fully with God. We're in between. And so on our humanness we do our best, don't we? We seek honor God and to remember this special day, those who have gone before us, those who have impacted our lives, who demonstrated what it meant to be a follower of Christ, those who exemplified it in big and marvelous ways, and those who did it very simply or to the best that they could. Sainthood is uh, challenging for us because we might say in our denomination, we don't have saints the way that the Catholic Church would have. We don't canonize people in our tradition. We don't really have recognized saints, per se. But we do have them, and we've identified them as those individuals who confess their faith and live faithfully as best they can. And some of them did it so well, and then some of them we know, they could use some help, right? Not everybody finds their faith and lives it some struggle. And so we recognize that today, too that those loved ones that have gone before us weren't perfect. None of them were. But isn't it good to know that a perfect love of God receives them and receives us? I love the season and the way it's models for us and songs like uh, For All the Saints and Paul's recognition and that great cloud of witnesses that participate in every one of our worship services. Thank you that we're not alone, that this mystery of faith, this beautiful message of grace that covers us in this life and then into the next, is that blessing that guides us. That ordinary lives can leave a legacy of hope and love to us, and we remember that. Preparing for this service, um, I have to admit that um, I don't pull out the uh, book of worship very often in my tradition because of the high liturgy, but um, it didn't take long for Neil to remind me that I'm going to need it. And so we've been working through the service and I was pulling out and just preparing for this. And one of the neat things that happened is I opened up this book of worship. I realized that I got this from my friend, Mark. Mark was one of those individuals in the church who, um, who would sit in the back right, as I remember, gracious, kind, uh, man, and it was such a blessing to know him and his family, very close. Uh, but then something happened. Uh, the church decided to plant a new church in a city called Verona uh, some 18 years ago. And it was remarkable to watch how Mark went from observing to being so actively connected. Mark was one of those guys, when you start a church plant in an area, um, you find out that you have fewer people and everybody does everything, Right? And so Mark was committed uh, to helping with getting out the newsletter. He was committed to helping make sure our website was organized and prepared. Mark was also went to the point where he was setting up chairs and tables and helping us get it organized. We pulled a lot of the time our service came out of a closet, you know. Um, I guess we're kind of a church that came out of a closet, I guess. But we, we came out and, and every week we'd set up. And we'd be prepared and then put it back in the closet for the rest of the week. But that's the way we did it. And Mark was there setting up and helping and guiding and being such an incredible support. Mark also went on to become a lay servant and certified in lay speaking. He voiced the message of the gospel that meant so much for him. It was just transformational to see him and what a blessing he was to my life. To journey with him, to have him be such an integral part. He also became a lay delegate to annual conference. And that was such a blessing to gather with him. How many have been to annual conference before? Yeah, sorry about that, Bill. But yeah, we, you know, we, we love annual conference. It's a blessing, but it's, it's demanding of our time. And, and, and Mark was there and prepared himself and did so well. But it was on the second annual conference, I think it was 2013, um, that Mark and I were heading to annual conference. And he shared with me in the car. Cancer. Cancer of esophagus, and started a journey where he wouldn't even make it to the next annual conference. We all have memories of people who have impacted us, who've lived faithfully, and Mark's legacy inspires me to remember him today specifically, just because this is the day we remember those who have impacted our lives by grace and likeness. Mark's legacy lives on in my ministry, my life the importance of Mark and his family? Who are those that you recall today? Who are those you hold dear in your hearts for those who have blessed you? Isn't it good to know that the love of God embraces all of us and gives us opportunity to do what we can in the context of which we can to a legacy of love? A common text for today comes from the letter 1 John chapter 3. See what love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not been revealed. What we do now is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him for we will see him as he is and all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. This text just reminds us, first of all, that God's love for humanity. And I know we struggle with this. And, and the church seems to resist to tell people that God might actually love us unconditionally. But this said God loves us like a child. Have you ever had a child or know a child? Or have you been one? A frontal love that's unconditional, demonstrated, not always, but usually in a way that inspires us. That's the kind of love, this this symbolism of the love that God has for us. Even in our weakness, love, compassion, and care, we're called children of God. We don't deserve that. It's God's gift to us. I pray you receive that deep in your soul today, that God loves you. It reminds me of a song, and I'm sorry, you probably saw me pull my guitar and hear me, which man? oh gosh, here we go again. But I had to do this because it's a song that symbolizes this text. And I'm hoping you might learn this simple verse with me. It goes like this. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Then repeats. Behold what manner of love The Father has given unto us. Can we try that? I need your choir. Behold what manner of love The Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love The Father has given us to us and the chorus goes like this that we should be called the children of God and that repeats that we should be called the children of God let's try that chorus: that we should be called the children of God that children of God. All right, we're going to try something here. I'm going to invite this half, including the choir half, to sing with me. And Nell, do you mind helping out? All right, she's going to sing, because we're going to start with Behold It Manor, and when we get to the chorus, then you're going to start Behold What Manor, and maybe Neil's over there too to help us, okay? So we're going to sing it twice through, starting with this side. Here we go. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the children of God. That Be called the children of God Back to the verse Behold what manner of love The Father has given unto us Behold what manner of love The Father has given unto us That we should be called The children of God That we should be called the children of God. Thank you now. Sometimes we sing it, it reminds us more deep within our souls the truth that we need to hold on to children of God in our humanness, in our imperfection. And yet this text goes on to promise us that there's a destiny for those who find a faith. There's a promise that quite possibly love wins with our lives. Obtaining something we don't know what it'll be, we get glimpses of that truth, but we're still in between. The promise that holds us, that God will not abandon us. It reminds me of John 14 and the gospel of Jesus proclaiming to the disciples late in the ministry. Um, Do not let your hearts be troubled, for I go to prepare a place for you. My Father has many rooms in the mansion. There's a comfort of the Holy Spirit that will sustain you. These images are a blessing that guide us in this in-between. On this day, we remember those who have gone before us, that great cloud of witnesses that surround us. And it concludes that we will find ourselves purified, that we can experience forgiveness. Just as God is pure. It's really a story about calling us into what it means to live as people of legacy. How do we pass on the hope and the promise to those around us? How do we cling to the fact that the cross reminds us that death is not the last word? Hatred is not the last word. Racism isn't the last word. War is not the last word. The last word is eternal hope of resurrection and new beginning. And it can start for us today. That's the good news. That's the gospel. And that's the promise for us. The legacy of a love that is demonstrated. For Jesus calls us to love God and our neighbor. And what does that mean? And we're just reminded of those great words from Paul. To be, that love is patient and kind and not envious. It's not boastful or arrogant or rude. Does not insist on its own way. Is not irritable. Oh, i got to read that twice, sorry, this week. <laughs> is not irritable or resentful. Does not rejoice in wrongdoing but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. There's no clear definition of the nature of God in Christ Jesus for us. But isn't it need to know on this day we remember the words that follow that section? Love never ends. William Penn wrote at the death of a beloved one, those who love beyond this world are never separated. Death cannot kill what never dies. That love, That hope in Christ that continues to sustain us takes us to ever. In that part in Corinthians, there's a section where it's talking about how the church functions. There's teaching and administrators and preaching. But one day, that stuff's going to end. And I know, I rejoice with you too. It's going to be faith, hope, and love that continues. This is temporary. It's in between. But the greatest of these is love. And that's the reminder on days like this. How do we continue that legacy of love to celebrate what's been given to us and then pass it on to those around us and to the future generations? And one of those ways, is reminded like my friend Mark, is that you live a faith that works. A faith that works for God. A faith that works for those around you. A faith that works for you. Remember when we have gone through this series on faith that works, we've been looking at faith as demonstrating each of the letters symbolized for us a way that we can engage a deeper, meaningful, transformational faith, one that works. If you remember, F stands for? A is? I? T? And last week, Pastor Andrew... I'm going to get that, sorry. I jumped in. Pastor Andrew spoke on things full spirit, and what a blessing pastor andrew is to us isn't he what a gift is looking at the importance of thankfulness and yes t means thankful spirit and finally h today hospitable to all hospitality is a focus we've had through a whole series in august and we understand the radicalness of it the god who comes to us and then demonstrate what love is by washing feet and asks us to do the same that crazy The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, comes humbly to wash our feet as a symbol of hospitality and care. And then Revelations talks about knocking on the door and come in and dining with us if we will only open to receive. And then today we celebrate communion, which is a table set for us, inviting all to come. There's a name take for everybody, without exception. The grace and the love of God calls us to be together. A hospitality that demonstrates a connectedness with God and a care and compassion for those around us. A legacy that we remember this day of those who have blessed us. So today we remember that a faith that works is not a noun. It's a verb. It finds itself demonstrating the compassion and care of those around us and the ways that it serves. It seeks to support the common good of those around us It realizes that beliefs can be different among people. But faith finds no option but to express itself in love, according to Paul, in the words of Jesus. So how do we do that? Maybe this week we can think of specific ways. We can be intentional about how we might identify what gifts we have to serve and care for each other and just intentionally, by the grace of God, offer faith that works and care and compassion to those around us. Acts of kindness hospitality, outreach. I've been receiving that so much from this church through the gifts and the blessings and the encouragement. Man, you guys are good at this. The challenges that we might in reaching out and welcoming a community that's seeking to be received and cared for and loved and befriended. It's more than welcoming It's really befriending. People desire friendships that run deep and that's the center and the hope of hospitality and that's why we talk about the five ten link you'll hear periodically and the whole intent is just to give us a mechanism to say five minutes before and after the service, I'll just look around and see who I might that's nearby me, 10 feet or so, to greet. And we know that you probably aren't going to go up to, have you been here before? Don't start with that. Because when they say it, yes, since 1963, then you go, oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, Just start with, I don't know if we've met, my name is. And then we start chatting with them and find out there's something that they have in common with someone else, like, oh, you work for Alan Bradley? Did you know Pastor Gary used to work for Alan Bradley? Why don't you come and meet him? Or somebody you know, and make connections because deep running relationships is what we desire and what God hopes for the community. And then just prayer this week. When you're walking, in the neighborhood, or when you're driving, don't drive with your eyes closed, but when you're driving, maybe there's offerings of prayer, or when you're connecting with people, or when you have a moment, um, don't forget that shower prayer, which is always a great one to do. Lord, as I enter this water to bathe, wash me by your spirit, fill me with your spirit, renew my soul. I pray that can be your child today in honoring all that I do. Whatever the kinds of things that connect us with the meaning of what it is to live faithfully into our call, Because we're children of God. Nothing less is acceptable. Isn't it good to serve a God that loves us so much? So we're going to prepare now for the table and the invitation to all to receive. All you need to do is just, at the best, give as much as you understand of yourself to as much as you understand of God and begin there in this sacred time. All are invited to receive We'll call you forward in a moment to receive a piece of bread. There's also gluten-free wafers available to receive that and then take a cup. It may it be a time for us to gather at the table together. Let us prepare ourselves for Holy Communion. Holy God, we pray that you would guide us to be faithful, to demonstrate hospitality, <clears throat> to live a faith that works, that's authentic. Thank you for the invitation to this table. A table that spans not only in this moment of this time, but throughout history and to all peoples, even to that great cloud of witnesses, those saints that we remember today in our hearts. May we gather at this table in the promise and the love of Christ. In Jesus we pray. Amen.